Syracuse dropped its first game of the 2023 campaign last week against Clemson. The good thing for the Orange is a short memory gives you an opportunity to get right back on track with a top 15 win on the road against the North Carolina Tar Heels. We knew it was a gauntlet. We knew this would be a tough stretch. Let's break it all down. A preview, the keys to success, and a final score prediction. Can Syracuse win? Can they cover the spread? We'll get it all for you on your Locked On Syracuse Friday episode. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome to your Lockdown Syracuse Friday episode. It's your boy OV saying thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your teams faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. Terms and conditions apply. All right, it's a Friday episode. We're taking a look ahead to Syracuse. Going on the road to Chapel Hill, a sold-out matchup against North Carolina, the second game in ACC play for the Orange, an 0-1 start to conference play. They're 4-1 on the season, as you all are well aware. They lose the game to Clemson last week. But this is a stretch that is incredibly difficult But any wins in the stretch of Clemson, North Carolina, and Florida State are ones very much worth writing home about, ones very much worth celebrating. And that is why the short memory needs to be ever-present in the start of October. This is a huge matchup for Syracuse and an opportunity to get back on track against the second toughest team it will play this season. If you thought Clemson was going to outmatch Syracuse, if you thought Clemson outmatched Syracuse, which who didn't? watching that football game, North Carolina is not an easier test. And I know I didn't reply to this on Twitter, and I apologize for it, but I got asked on Twitter, do we really expect Syracuse to win these games against ranked teams? And I I didn't address it on Twitter, but I will address it now because I think it's a pertinent question heading into this game. Uh, We addressed the the outlook on the season in yesterday's episode, your Thursday episode of Lockdown Syracuse, the everydayers know what I talked about, the expectations and how the season expectations shifted or not so much. The expectation is not that Syracuse wins against ranked teams every time they play. I don't think that is right. I think that's not correct. And I think you are in denial if you think Syracuse should win every time they're playing a ranked opponent. They're not that kind of team. However, Syracuse you should expect to be able to beat these teams when they play them. Syracuse should always have a chance. And I I look at and I I judge on, on the chance that they have, right? How significant of a chance is it for Syracuse to get that marquee victory? I think last week against Clemson, if you show up and play a better game in the Dome than you do, right, you fumble the ball twice in your first three possessions uh, in your own territory just about. It's not a recipe for success. If that game, you see a Garrett Schrader that showed up against Purdue, maybe it's a different outlook. Maybe that's a different game. Your odds are winning of winning are a little bit better. 
this week on the road, a little bit more difficult. The expectation is not for Syracuse to go out and win on Saturday. I think Vegas made that clear with a two-score spread being the difference between North Carolina and your Syracuse Orange. However, there's always that chance, and I think the chance is what I hone into because Syracuse shouldn't be so far behind these programs that there is no chance. And when you look at ranked wins since 2017, it's been few and far between. It's been very sparse. You got a big win against a North Carolina State team last year. How much does it mean with a quarterback out, with injuries that they were dealing with? It's a win, but it was, it's got an asterisk next to it. And I know people got angry at Mike Tirico for saying that the, the Lions season opener against the Chiefs should have an asterisk for there being no Travis Kelsey. But, you know, sometimes it does. And they did win that game, and I'll give them that. But we're talking macro here. And we're looking at Syracuse's success against ranked teams. And it hasn't been incredible since the biggest ranked win, arguably, of this ever for Syracuse football. Nebraska's in the picture. Clemson's in the picture uh, in terms of upsets, in terms of marquee ranked victories. Uh, and you can argue between Nebraska, Clemson is the recency bias. The Clemson win uh, is Nebraska the true one. Debate that in the comments if you'd like to. Got an opportunity to, to go out and win a game that you can win. Do I expect Syracuse to win? Spoiler alert for the C block. Spoiler alert for the score prediction. No, I don't think Syracuse is going to win this football game. Can they? Yeah. And that's what we'll talk about in a little bit when we look at some keys for the Orange in this game. They can win these football games. That is why it's interesting. That is why you play the game. That is why the season should not be written off after one loss to a Clemson Tiger football team that is a pretty damn good football team and is incredibly well coached. We know that. Okay, we know what Clemson's identity is. North Carolina, let's start talking about them. We previewed them a little bit in yesterday's episode. We'll talk a little bit more today is also a damn good football team. Mac Jones, or not Mac Jones, Mac Brown does a very good job with this group. They are led by a quarterback who is number five on PFF's big board for next year's NFL draft in Drake May. They've got a receiving core that has stood out to start the season uh, with J.J. Jones especially, averaging just about 75 yards a game, just about 20 yards per catch. He has been an incredible deep ball threat for them so far this season they get tez walker back you're now dealing with a unc receiving core that is as big a deal and as exciting as almost any receiving core in the country this week because of the return of tez walker the number of eyeballs on this game to see what tez can do in that return is going to be heightened it's a noon kickoff it's an abc game right we know what is about to happen in this it's an exciting matchup or it's not a noon, excuse me. It's a 3.30. Why did I get the Clemson game in there? It's a 3.30 on ESPN. I apologize for that. The noon ABC game is Texas and Oklahoma. I almost said that Syracuse-UNC should trump the Red River rivalry, and I apologize for that. I'm glad I caught it before uh, you guys caught it in the comments here. But this is a game that's going to have some eyeballs. It's a game that people are going to be interested to see what he does in his return. And we know heading into this football game, that UNC has a high-powered offense that is willing and ready and able to exploit defenses that give them opportunities, to exploit defenses that give them second chances, and is going to create points. What does that mean for the Orange? They're going to have to put some points up themselves. 
they are going to have to hold North Carolina's offense in check. I don't expect you to keep North Carolina's offense to 21 points. I expect North Carolina to score 30, right? That's really what it is. And if you want to win, if you're Syracuse, I think you need to put up 40 points. I think you need to be pushing close to a 50 burger to win this game. Maybe there's a weird odd circumstance where it can be low scoring and UNC's offense isn't what we thought it was. Who have they played this year? They've got some decent opponents. Have they played any true, true stud opponents? They beat up on Pitt pretty good. They beat up on Minnesota pretty good. They took App State to double overtime. They beat up on South Carolina by two scores. Is there a chance North Carolina isn't as good as their top 15 ranking? Sure. Do I think that is actually the case? Not at all. I expect Syracuse to need to put big-time points up to stay competitive and to stay involved in this football game. Let's take a break. Let's look at the keys to success for Syracuse on the other side. But before that, let's look at LinkedIn, if I can find that. LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring. They're simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Host your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Owen Valentine, Locked On Syracuse Friday. Talking Syracuse on the road to Chapel Hill against the North Carolina Tar Heels. My parents are in South Carolina visiting my sister down at Clemson. Uh, I actually am wearing Clemson pajamas right now. Exploit myself. You got me. I'll take a gift. Um, I appreciate it. I'm exposed right now. I exposed myself. I didn't even prove it, Uh, but I am. I'll come out and say it. Uh, North Carolina, Syracuse. It is bad memories, right? The last time these two played, if I remember correctly, was 2020 in the the COVID year. Uh, Or 2021, excuse me, in the COVID year. Uh, where we don't even talk about that season if you're Syracuse football. Uh, An ugly win. Mac Brown talked about it, right? That game was silent, and there was no one in the stands. And it was just players, coaches, a little bit of media, and your trainers. No parents, no fans, no girlfriends, no anyone. And it was weird. It was eerie. And this is not going to be the case. This is a sold-out ACC football game with a cream of the crop playing in terms of a North Carolina Tar Heels team that wants to stay at the top of the conference. Can they? We'll see. They want to make that run. They want to play 
for an ACC championship game. And this is a big game in their minds because although Syracuse is just 0-1, record-wise, 4-1 overall, 0-1 in the conference, if Syracuse beats North Carolina, it's a tough look, right? You think Florida State is the shoe-in. Who's next on that list, right? Clemson's got two conference losses already. North Carolina wants to stay unbeaten in the conference play. But if you lose to Syracuse, you then fall in the head-to-head. And if Syracuse loses to North, Car- or North Carolina – or excuse me, to Clemson and to Florida State, then you, you lose that head-to-head if you're North Carolina and Syracuse runs the table the rest of the way. I'm not saying that's feasible, but in UNC's eyes – and I'm reading a lot of uh, the reporters and a lot of the articles from the UNC perspective here – that is what this game means to them. In their eyes, winning right now knocks Syracuse out of the way in terms of playing for an ACC championship. And you could be listening to this as a Syracuse fan, like, yeah, no no crap, they're going to knock Syracuse out of the way. Syracuse shouldn't be a threat to them in playing in an ACC title game. They don't see it that way. They don't want to see it that way. They see right now they have an opportunity to beat the Orange and knock them out of title contention and allow North Carolina and allow you know, Mac Brown and allow Drake May and Tez Walker and so many other absolute studs on this Tar Heels team to control their destiny the rest of the way through. How does Syracuse go in and how do they compete and make this game a little bit more competitive than what we saw six days ago when the Clemson Tigers came to Central New York? I think the big thing, and it's it's been the gimme answer all year long, but it is what I saw against Clemson as the biggest glaring gap between Syracuse and these teams. And it is something that we saw last season in that five-game losing streak. It's something we saw against Clemson. And it's something that for the next two weeks, I assume you're going to see some more. The offensive line needs to show out in this football game. The offensive line needs to be outstanding for Syracuse to compete. I said it in our first block today. Syracuse is going to need to put up points to compete. Garrett Schrader does an incredible job alleviating a number of mistakes from the offensive line, courtesy of his size, courtesy of his mobility, courtesy of the fact that he's a fifth-year senior uh, with a lot of experience under his belt. He cannot do enough to overcome a performance like we saw from the O-line last week against North Carolina. North Carolina's defense isn't incredible. Not at all. By no means is North Carolina's defense incredible. But they can do enough. And they have enough size on that defensive line and that defensive front to put pressure on Syracuse. And if the O-line for the Orange plays like they did last week, it is going to be really, really tough. And another ugly score box or box score for Syracuse. The O-line needs to be staunch. They need to be a presence. you got to look into the tight end game, right? We saw that uh, expanded role from Dan Villari, who we don't even know what we're going to see then. Now you look at Max Mang a little bit too. You look at the tight end in blocking. You look at LaQuint Allen in the blocking game because they are going to rush. That is what you saw. Clemson showed the script. You put pressure on Syracuse. It makes their lives more difficult. The receivers weren't able to get open, weren't able to adjust on the fly, and Garrett Schrader can only do so much so often to escape. Your O-line needs to show out in this football game and be more than a presence and have its best football game of the season, not necessarily even for you to win. 
Your O line needs to play its best game of the season to be competitive in this football game. I talked about him a little bit. We need to see a big week from the receivers. They didn't show out as much as you you needed them to against Clemson, and, and you're going to need to see them do it. I want to see them succeed. I want to see them have those big days, like the career day that we saw uh, against Army um, from Damian Alford, right? We want to see those. The Amari Hatcher season opener where he comes out and shocks everybody. The Donovan Brown 80-yard touchdown that we saw in week two, right? We want to see those big moments from the receivers, and we didn't really get that against Clemson. You saw the fun moment uh, out of Dan Villari getting to the end zone, finding pay dirt, but I need these receivers to have big days, right? Every week, they are a key to success because of the injuries that Syracuse has faced on that front. You need to see Donovan Brown succeed in the slot. You need to see Damian Alford. They threw a number of times down the sideline in single coverage over the top to try and win that one-on-one matchup. Syracuse against Clemson, I believe, went over in those one-on-one matchups on the sideline. Part of it was throws from Schrader, need the accuracy to be heightened on those. Part of it was positioning. And part of it is Clemson's got a damn good defense and cornerbacks in coverage that are going to be ready to compete and are looking forward to that exact ball that you are throwing because that is where you pad stats. That's where you get your pass breakups. That is where you get uh, your forced incomplete passes, your well-defended plays if you want to look into advanced stats. That's where you get your interceptions a lot of the time uh, on those jump balls, right? That is what you live for as a cornerback, especially a solid cornerback. You got to start winning those battles. Uh, look for LaQuinn Allen out of the backfield. I think he's going to be a really good check down option this week. Uh, if you can get a little bit further through progressions, uh, which is the jump that you need to see Garrett Schrader pull off this week. You need to see him get out of the habit that we saw a lot last season of this is the play, this is where the ball's going, and get back into what we saw to start the year a lot better of let's see who's open. Let's get through a progression. Let's find the check down if we need the check down. Uh, and, and that isn't something that we saw against Clemson, at least from my perspective. Bring some pressure. I'll tell you what. Drake May is an outstanding quarterback, but he is not without mistake this season. Four interceptions, five passing touchdowns. All right, he is not without error in the 2023 season. Through two interceptions against Minnesota, through two interceptions against South Carolina. Both those games they won by two scores. Okay? Syracuse is going to have to force turnovers. That was their bread and butter weeks one through four. Not so much against Clemson. They need to get back into forcing turnovers. They got to take care of the football. They got to win the turnover battle uh, if they want to be involved in this football game. Let's take one more break, and then we will talk some predictions and wrap up this Friday episode. It's going to be a little shorter one. Uh, I have been absolutely booked this week, Uh, so I apologize, but trying to give you as much as I can uh, to take you into this matchup tomorrow afternoon. Uh, But before that, let's chat a little bit about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You guys know I love the first touchdown score bet, especially uh, in these NFL primetime games. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner 
of the NFL. Owen Valentine, Locked On Syracuse Friday episode, Syracuse and North Carolina preview prediction time. What do I think is happening here? I have alluded to it. I don't think I've beat around the bush in any capacity on today's episode. You guys should know where I stand. And I know people think, oh, Owen, you're so negative. You never predict Syracuse to win. You always think they're terrible. I predicted Syracuse to win outright last week. They were seven-point dogs. They are now on the road, nine-and-a-half-point dogs. That means, for those of you interested, as nine-and-a-half-point dogs and an over-under of 59-and-a-half, Vegas expects this game to be 34 or 35 to 20. No, to 25. 35 to 25, just about. 34 or 35 to 25 is the expected outcome of this game. I said I expect North Carolina to get into the 30s without question. I see North Carolina scoring at least 30. Um, and I think it might even be a little more high scoring than that. I like this North Carolina offense. I think the return of Tez Walker is scary. Uh, I am going to say that they get to 45. So that means can Syracuse put up a 50 piece? No, they cannot. Can Syracuse stay competitive in this game? I think so. Can Syracuse cover in this game? I'm not sure. I see this game ending. 45 to 31. I see this as a two-score game. 45-31. For those of you interested, that is the over, and that is a North Carolina cover. You can fade me if you want. I do not care. Uh, I, I see Syracuse losing this one. I don't think they have what it takes right now with all the injuries, with the struggles that I saw against Clemson, uh, them not taking care of the football, them not being smart, them getting called for a number of penalties, on uh, Clemson being a consistent backfield presence. That recipe does not sound like success heading into a team that many people think is better than the Clemson Tigers, record-wise is better than the Clemson Tigers, national rankings-wise is better than the Clemson Tigers, quarterback-wise is better than the Clemson Tigers, should I say receiving core-wise is better than the Clemson Tigers, right? Clemson has a hell of a defense, and I'll give the defensive edge, I believe, to the Clemson Tigers right now. North Carolina on offense is a well-vamped team to put up some points, and I expect them to do it against Syracuse. Would I like to be proven wrong? Oh, yes. Yes, I would. I love being wrong when I predict a Syracuse loss. I still want Syracuse to win. I will still root for Syracuse on Saturday. Speaking of Saturday, I'll be in the car. Uh, for this game. So I will do my best to tweet what I can. There's a chance I don't tweet much. I apologize. The Twitter has been slacking uh, for the last couple of weeks. I'm doing what I can. Uh, life is catching me right now. So I, I'm trying my best to get out as much as I can. And I appreciate you all putting up with me uh, for the last couple of weeks. I'm doing what I can. I promise you that. Uh, and I will continue to do everything I can uh, for the rest of October, heading into November into basketball season, into March Madness, and back into the offseason next year, okay? I will do what I can. I'm in the car, heading to Philly. Uh, let me know what you got. Philly recommendations, if anyone's got them. Food, besides a Philly cheesesteak, I know the answers to those. Uh, if you got a good food spot in Philly, only there for Saturday night. So 
uh, let me know uh, sooner rather than later. Um, but should be fun. Talk to you on Monday, maybe a Saturday or a Sunday episode. No, not going to happen. I won't lie. Uh, I got a fun episode about NIL talk about Syracuse and it's rolling NIL right now uh, coming out early next week. So be on the lookout for that. But until then, I'm Owen Valentine. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. That's your team every day. We're heading into the weekend. Be kind. Make somebody smile. Go orange. Have a great weekend. Enjoy uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, and I'll see you on Monday. Peace.